0: were wondering when i was gonna stop that wonder when i was gonna start the podcast had to play that whole song i mean not the whole song that would have been 45 minutes but that whole intro it's content for the culture thanks for listening that was lcd sound system got some big news about them we heard about that about a week or two ago just a few days after i posted my last podcast got me excited geared up for this next episode but before I get into that uh, exciting news, let's talk about the podcast. Why are you here? What are you listening to? What's uh, what's going on? Why? How did you stumble upon this? Content for the Culture, it's about the best music, movies, television you need to concern yourself with, at least in my opinion. I hope you enjoy um, someone who is tired of the same music on the radio, the same movies blowing up the, the box office, the... Uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about that kind of bullshit. Okay. Same thing with television. Um, the advertisements in between football games for J-Lo's new television show do not get you excited. Let's just, if you're listening to this podcast, you fit into that category of which I just described. So thanks for listening. Content for the Cultured website, contentfortheculture.com. You can find me on iTunes. I got a Spotify playlist. 200, 300 songs on there, something like that. It's all on the website. Check it out. There's also going to be a bonus episode coming up soon with the top 10 2015 albums. In my opinion, I'll have a list posted on the blog as well, but that'll be described in that, that episode particularly. So let's just get into it. Episode 7, thanks for listening. Here we go. LCD sound system. Why did I play the 5-minute intro? Why did I go that long? Here's why. 4533 is one of the greatest dance songs of all time. If you haven't heard it, Pause this podcast and go turn on the song right now. It's on Spotify. I don't I don't care how you listen to it. I have it on vinyl, just that track. I mean, it literally is 45 minutes and 33 seconds long. It's by LCD Sound System. James Murphy, the head of that band group. I'm not really sure how much of the creative workload he takes on when he makes the music. I assume he takes on a lot, but he also has a lot of uh, musicians and, you know, um, very talented musicians with his band that he tours with. And essentially, if you haven't heard of them, I'm sure you have if you're listening to this, but it's an electronic band that basically plays electronic music with real instruments, uh, a little bit like Todd Terje, another electronic artist I want to feature on this show as well, but that'll be for the future. As for LCD, James Murphy he's kind of like a god to all indie rock fans and the alternative uh, dance kind of rock pop kind of scene, you know, that, that pitchfork, offbeat music scene basically what this music is all about basically what this what this podcast is is all about is what LCD sound system that's that's the artist who everybody loves if you haven't heard him you gotta listen to him now you gotta listen to 4533 I think it's the best song to start off with I I, I truly do I think if you listen to that song and you don't like it you don't like the first seven minutes and, and yeah it's 45 minutes long it gets a little crazy in the middle and crazy near the end it gets a little wild and i could totally understand why someone might be t- hesitant towards those sections of the song i i personally enjoy them however if you don't like that first five minutes that first ten minutes i you shouldn't be listening to this podcast i'm just kidding. I, I mean you, you you have some problems we'll just put it that way you have some problems you have some issues they might be able to be worked out but but you definitely have some major issues if you don't like that song now The big news about LCD, and I'm sure you already know this, it's been a week, week and a half, but like I said on the last episode, I'm trying to do episodes bi-monthly every two weeks. And so LCD Sound System officially announced their reunion. They played their final show in, I believe, 2011 in Madison Square Garden. James Murphy said he was done with the band, completely respectable. It's his choice. It's his band. Do whatever the hell you want. And he took four years off. Uh, He produced some albums with Passion Pit, Wow, and those peas were really loud there. Passion Pit, I'll say that later. Uh, he produced some albums with them, or I think a album. He opened a wine bar in Brooklyn, New York, which I I've, I've been there. <laughs> I bought the cheapest bottle of wine while I was there, but I goddamn well been there. That was the coffee. I'm jacked up. It's Saturday morning. It's eleven thirty. I woke up an hour ago. I'm, I'm I'm slamming coffee. I'm ready to gush on. Some James Murphy and LCD, so they're getting a reunion together, and this just isn't a tour reunion. This isn't a we're gonna go play Coachella and be done. It's a one time thing. They announced a, they announced their reunion on top of the rumors that they were gonna be playing Coachella with Guns N' Roses and headlining the festival. So we all saw it was you know we kind of saw it coming. We we kind of felt it happening, but it, it was almost a little too good to be true. It felt like for a second it, it was so surreal. I I really didn't wanna buy into any of those rumors any of that nonsense before I knew it was true because I was you know that he as a musician and that band as a whole means so much to me musically that I don't know if I could handle the heartbreak of a potential reunion or a potential album or anything like that and then have that reneged for me so I'm excited to say that they are officially going to be headlining Coachella I will be attending that festival at Coachella. I bought my tickets. A miracle story on how I got them, and also they're going to be releasing a new album while also touring the entire country. I mean, it was it was the greatest news I'd heard, and, and you know, it, it was some of the greatest greatest news I'd heard in, in in a little while. Especially musically speaking, it's been a little slow, in my opinion. I haven't found any new music yet. I'm still on that grind. I'm still trying to find new artists, and I know it's kind of like, why are you featuring LCD on this episode? Why are you talking about LCD? They, their last album was four years ago. Well, their newest album is going to be coming out soon. I don't know when, but it's coming out in 2016. And they're going to be touring the country. And you need to know about it. Everybody needs to know about it. And if you're not a fan, you need to see them either way. It's exciting news. It's exciting news. And and here's what I kind of wanted to get into on the podcast. Here's what I wanted to talk about. It's great news. It's great news for any music fan. If your band is reuniting, they announce are done... It's, you know, it's heartbreaking, but you have to understand that as a fan, you expect a lot from these artists and these musicians, whether it's, you know, live in shows or albums that they're going to put out or even just an interview and and you hear them say something different than what you expect. And you start, you know, you judge everything, you judge everything they say and do, and, and they're under a complete microscope. It's a lot of pressure. And I don't know if that's entirely why James Murphy ended the band. I mean, they were kind of at the peak of their success. So it wouldn't, you know, surprise me. But I also think he just wanted a break. I mean, he's old, you know, he's like 40 years old, something like that. I mean, that's for an electronic music band going to play shows where people are going to be rolling and tripping on acid and just getting fucked up and want tons of energy. I mean, that's a lot to ask of, a, of an older guy, a middle-aged man. Still, though, I mean, mad respect for the guy. He's an, he's still incredible. He hasn't lost his touch at all. And and so it's exciting. I heard the news and I'm, I was just ecstatic. I literally texted all my friends. I, I tagged everybody in as many Instagram posts that I saw on it. I mean, it was like once I knew it was official, I saw it work. And I just, I had to take my break there and get out of the building and walk around. I'm like, I need to let people know because I need to scream this from the fucking mountaintops because good Lord, this is exciting. And so initially I, I thought I wasn't going to get Coachella tickets. I, I was planning on it potentially. Coachella tickets were going on sale, I think the next day on that Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And I, um, I I really wasn't sure. I said, you know, I'm just going to see him. I'll see him when I go to LA. I'll see him when I, when he, you know, I'll see him when he comes to New York, I'll go fly out there. I don't give a shit. I'll just go see him live in the city. And then, you know, luckily my girlfriend convinced me, she said, no, let's do it. It's going to end up being the same. There's no tax on these tickets. It's going to be, you know, $350 for each ticket plus, uh, or no, $400, $400 for each ticket. And an extra 50 each for the car camping pass. And I'm like, you know, 450, we can make that happen. I started to buy into it The next day. Tickets go on sale at noon. She has the responsibility of buying the tickets. We, you know, mind you, we've created the account. We've saved my credit card information, not the shipping information, but, you know, we got as much as we need and she's ready to go. I mean, I was at work. I, I couldn't, you know, the nature of my work, I can't just sit on my computer and really work on whatever I want, shop on Amazon all the time. It's kind of hectic. And so she had the pressure and she you know right at noon right when they go on sale she's in she's in the portal she's waiting it's loading it's you know it's looking good for you it has that little fucking message just to tease you just to make it all that much fucking harder for you and it tells you your tickets are close you're almost it looks good it's looking good and it, it gives you this positive outlook and oh hell yeah So 15 minutes passed and she texted me and she goes, well, how how long is this supposed to take? And and at that point, I mean, I know she, she works in like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm like, well, fuck, I hope not that long. Like, I don't know. And then I get a text five minutes later, we didn't get the tickets and I I was just bummed. I I immediately, I was like, fuck, I, after a a day before, 24 hours ago, I didn't want to go to 12 hours ago. I decided, hell yeah, let's do this. And now I'm super psyched, uh, super psyched, stoked. I mean, I'm ready to go. And then it just, oh, it's not happening. But miraculously, my girlfriend went back into the website, clicked checkout, add to cart as many fucking times as she could. And I will never forget what she did on that day. I mean, it is just, it, she should be given a medal of fucking honor because it was just unbelievable. She hit it a million fucking times it kept saying, we're sold out or they're all reserved, whatever it was saying, whatever bullshit. And then boom, clicks, you got your two tickets to Coachella. Holy shit. Holy shit. Okay. And, and I don't know this the whole time for 15 minutes. I'm just wallowing in my sorrow at work. And, and then it does the same exact thing for the car camping pass, which you need, by the way, we can't afford a hotel. Obviously it's Coachella. I mean, it's, it's not even a real city. You go there, any hotel, I mean, insanely priced like $300 a night for like the shittiest best Western. That's like 10 miles away, you know, ridiculous. It's just not going to happen. So she does the exact same thing for the car camping pass. And, and I apologize for those breaks in between. I'm just drinking a little coffee. It's authentic. You know, it's the morning time. And, um, anyways, she does the exact same thing, gets the car camping pass, sends me a text and, oh my fucking God, we got him! And I'm just, I've never been, I've never been so in love in my life. No, but, but for real, it, it's very exciting and, and I'm going to be attending Coachella. I'm going to be going. I'm excited to talk about it on the podcast, previewed on the podcast when, uh, we get a little closer there, but that—that's my story. We got the tickets, and it was—I had that moment of letdown, like, oh, this isn't gonna happen. I'm like, fuck. I mean, I can go see them live, I guess. Like, fuck. And then just 15 minutes later, just brought up from the dead, you know? Just, just, just. Oh my god! I mean, it was—it was awesome. So I'm very excited. I'm gonna to go to the show, and I'm very excited. LCD is reuniting, which brings me to the next point I wanted to talk about. Kind of started on. And I figured I'd tell the Coachella story. So, I heard fans. Of lcd we're complaining we're actually complaining about an lcd sound system reunion i a lot of people on reddit a fucking course it, just a typical reddit redditor response and basically and this is i'm gonna assume hopefully i fucking hope this is just like the one percent this is the mon- this is the min- minority okay this is the people that just They just like to complain they just like to bitch about things i mean i know i like to complain about you know movies i I bitched about star wars last time it's like okay all right sir don't talk to me about people that just like to complain for the sake of complaining i get it but lcd sound system reuniting and at least you know i could understand one if they're like we're just going to release a new album it's like okay we always get scared when an artist is going to release just a new album in general i get that trepidation i mean come on let's fucking talk about modest Mouse for a second like that album I even have some of those songs on that album on the content for the culture playlist. And every time I hear them, I'm like, ah, I kind of want to take those off. They suck. If I'm going to put modest mouse on there, i could to put old modest mouse. That's real modest mouse. That's good modest mouse. So it's, you know, these, these people react. I, I can understand the trepidation with, all right, they're releasing a new album. No tours announced. Or, is the album going to be good? I can get that. But to actually complain about just reuniting in general they're doing a full north american tour and james murphy doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's doing this to make a buck i mean he has his own wine bar in new york he he produced a fucking passion pit album or no did i say passion pit earlier i said passion pit earlier i'm so sorry that is it he did not produce a passion Pit album. i'm sure every you know diehard music fan i know one of my buddies is listening right now who actually loves lcd sound system as well loves passion pit and loves arcade fire the artist he actually did produce an album for arcade fire also performed at his final show madison square garden i'm so sorry that was i apologize for the misinformation there at the beginning but he produced an arcade fire album i apologize not passion pit disregard all that bullshit so he produced an arcade fire album and obviously look he's not broke okay he's not broke we know he's not fucking broke the guy has money okay he's not doing this just to make a quick buck if he was doing you know it's like guns and roses reuniting look slash has a shitload of money axel rose on the other hand let's be honest i think we all know why he's doing it he's not passionate about the band anymore he's a fucking asshole and i think he's just doing it to make some fucking money which you know fine i'm excited to see fucking welcome to the jungle live, bring it on, I, I'm pumped, it's like ACD, ACDC playing, like, fuck, I would have been down to be there too, but as for the LCD sound system unit, it sounds like they're doing it in the most genuine fashion, and I saw him address these people that were complaining, they felt betrayed, they they felt like, how could you tell us your band was ending, how could you tell us you were done, how could you tell us LCD sound system was done, just heartbroken, just outraged, which is unbelievable, Nonetheless, James Murphy had to acknowledge it. I saw an article on Pitchfork, and they posted it on their website. Basically, I mean, you can read it if you want, word for word. I mean, I could put up on here, but just in, I mean, overall, he basically was just saying, I'm sorry, you know, to those fans. I, I'm sorry, I get where you're coming from, but right now we just got to focus on putting out the best album possible. And, and that's encouraging. That's really encouraging. If there's anything you want to hear from... A favorite band of yours reuniting is that they're just going to focus on let's just get the best album out as possible because we haven't done an album in four years we got to shake the dust off you know we gotta it's it's tough to get back back in that groove you know there's a reason that bands and artists first you know best albums usually aren't their first i mean there are some you know like strokes obviously sometimes that just happens but they've been a band for a long time any band when they're peaking whenever they're releasing one of their best albums it's either you know it can be their first album but they've still been together a long time it just doesn't happen out of nowhere and and then you know sometimes that train just keeps on rolling and it picks up steam and it's just kind of like that snowball effect and you know it gets better and better and better and i think lcd sound system is a perfect example of that uh i think sound of silver is probably one of their best records they just kind of picked up steam from their old albums and uh this is happening i think they're last album in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Great album. Probably not as I'd say wholesome as Sound of Silver, but but still good nonetheless. I mean you can tell it's like, okay, a little bit of drop off. I mean, but there's still amazing songs on that album. So So sorry, that was a chair scooting in. So I can't really I can't really complain that much. I mean, it's still an amazing album. I mean I'm 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 really being critical. Like when I say all that, I'm being as I'm being very critical and, and it's a great album. And and they're gonna They're going to find their way i i i 100 have faith that at least at the very least they're going to be amazing live and they're going to pick up right where they left off they're going to have the energy they did in their sold out madison square garden show and if you haven't seen the documentary about that uh about that show you need to i'm going to pull it up right now i believe let's let's just google it real quick lcd sound system doc yeah if you haven't seen it you need to check it out shut up and play the Hits Duh, i knew that 2012 it's it's awesome i think it's like you know two hours long and it basically chronicles the final show and you know i guess not quote unquote final not final anymore but it chronicles the you know final show with you know scenes interjected of him being interviewed about why he's doing this at his home and you know new york and talking about the band and how it started how it's ending why it's ending And also the reactions you know before and after the show and and it's it's tremendous i mean it's 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 a very tremendous film and it's it's very it's very real it's very real it's not it's not fake it's not you they didn't make the documentary to be like we're gonna make him look so cool on the way out it's like no this is just the way they went out this is just that's this fucking band that's james murphy he's the epitome of cool so if you're complaining about the re- reunion and and this is basically all you know all this is about and that's why i'm featuring this artist i want to talk about the reunion i want to talk about the new album and if you're not excited get excited okay get excited at least to go see them live that 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 alone is all you need you don't have to get your hopes up about the album because i get that okay i get when bands reunite and they're saying hey you know we're gonna put a new album out okay okay it's like all, all right you know let's Maybe be patient, but don't be too patient. Don't be like Modest Mouse, where they fucking took like eight years on their like follow up to their last album, like two thousand six or whatever it was. Like, good lord! Don't do that. Don't you know? Expect the greatest album ever. I at least expect some good hits. There's going to be some good songs on there. It's it's James Murphy. It's LCD. He has he has a great sense of of rhythm and and just vibes and keeping a song from start to finish. So tight and so focused essentially just just enjoy the fact that they're reuniting they're going to be playing live and and wait for the album and and we'll see how good that is we'll 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 assess that when it gets here but i'm excited and if you're an lcd sound system fan if you really and truly are you should be excited too and you should be excited to go see them at coachella or to go see them at the city they're playing near you playing in a city near you very excited though lcd is back 4533. check it out one of the best dance songs of all time i think i don't know why clubs don't play it i mean the first seven minutes is so much fun i even if you've never heard it in your life you just it's just such a fucking sick groove and yes that sounded so lame and so douchey but really that's just i mean i was listening to it as i was playing it in the intro and i'm like bobbing my head i'm tapping my foot i'm like good lord i mean it just it gets in you and you just start moving it's it's one of the best dance songs i've ever heard up there with the likes of Daft Punk, which obviously is saying something, and I think LCD Sound System is up there. So I'm I'm almost glad that they reunited just so I could feature them on this show. I don't I don't think I ever would unless they were reuniting because it's almost too easy, it's too obvious to say LCD. I like to you know talk about artists that maybe you haven't heard as much, and a lot of people have heard of LCD. So I I get that you might be like LCD, like why are you? come on? But you know what, they're reuniting. I'm excited, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see them at Coachella too. That is going to be fucking amazing, and 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 it's going to be disgusting and dirty and germy and and just fucking wild. But I'm very excited. I'm going to be sleeping in the trunk of a car. Woo! But in all seriousness, I'll you know I'll, I'll do an episode on that and talk about that show. It'll be exciting. And and if anybody else is going or doing any festivals, please let me know. Contact me on the website contentfortheculture.com. There's an inquiries page. Just Send me a message. One of my buddies from college sent me a message as well. Gave me some feedback on the podcast. It was great. I love it. Anything, you know, constructive feedback. And if if you're listening right now, buddy, Austin, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, to any other listeners out out there as well, thank you so much. And and like I said, get in touch with me. I want to hear where you're going, what you think. Any new releases you think I should check out, just hit me up and and let me know. It's it's exciting. It's finally a new year and and festival season is upon us. And a lot of these bands and artists are going to be taking advantage of that. They're going to be riding that, you know, marketing wave all the way to the bank, you know, and I, fine, make some money, like, fuck it, you know, I'm not going to hate on any band for taking advantage of that. Ride that momentum. It's, it's exciting. All these lineups being announced and New York's having their own Coachella festival now too. Basically, I know it's not Coachella obviously, but it's from the producers of the Coachella festival. So, I mean, we all know that'll be awesome and it's, it's an exciting time for music. So we finally made it past 2015 and. And I'll also, like I said, talk about my best albums of 2015, and in the in the uh, follow up episode to this, a bonus episode. So, anyways, LCD Sound System, check them out, listen to them. Obviously, I'm sure you have. I'm not trying to insult you as a music lover, as somebody who's like trying to discover new music. Like, come on, you're like fuck you, dude. I know LCD Sound System as you know. Come on, I was there when they released the new Christmas track. Come on, bro. So check them out. I I, I love them, and and I think it's time to you know. I'm already. Almost thirty minutes in, and I'm still just gugging on on LCD and James Murphy. But it's just that's just how it goes as a major fan. And so, you know, let's get on to uh, let's get on to a little bit of television and 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 movies. And I got some exciting topics to talk talk about there. And, and you're probably going to guess the television show. You're probably going to you're sitting there. And you're like, I know what he's going to say. I know what TV show right now is trending and in the in the news and on the headlines. It's like mm, I kind of feel I feel almost. Like when I talked about Evis for family, it was a new show at the time. I like when it's relevant, but it wasn't like it was blowing up the headlines or the news. So I kind of like, like, okay, this is a little niche. This is a little off the beaten path. I mean, yeah, it's on Netflix and it's new, but maybe not everybody's going to watch it. Maybe not everybody knows what it's about. Like, oh, Bill Burr. Oh, cool. Oh, oh interesting. What I'm talking about is I'm, I, the show I'm featuring on this episode is making a murderer. And you're like, oh, of course. It's been in the news. It's been in the headlines. Obviously, I think I think it was released in December. I'm not sure when. I actually just watched it um, a week or two ago. I just couldn't get around to it. I was I was crushing through Boardwalk Empire season one. It's a long show. It's a slow show. I got to take my time with that. Uh, but but making murder is um, one of the most addictive television shows Netflix has put out there. And and if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. And for that, that's coming from someone who can binge anything. I will literally binge any television show. Obviously, I think that's kind of our generation, but this show was on a whole nother level because it was a story when people our age, millennials, or my age, our age, all of us listeners, only millennials allowed, but people my age, we listen, you know, we watch these these movies, these shows, and, and we... 've been so hard but to have a show like this where we don't we, we really don't know the ending and it's true I mean it's all true this all really happened and it happened in 2005 so at that time you know what 1993 I was born I I was 12. Is my math correct? yes I was around 12 years old I mean whatever I'm obviously I'm not gonna concern myself with a fucking heavy ass story like that and plus it's in um, Wisconsin I think or I, I believe wherever Green Bay is. It's got to be Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin. I had to pause the, I had to pause the podcast and look it up. I need to come prepared with this information, but uh, it, it was an addicting show, and I'm sure you've watched it. I'm sure you know. Literally, it, it just. I don't know if I've seen a show, a streaming show just take up that much media attention it was mind-blowing and the filmmakers they knew what they were doing and and let me let me just back up a little bit and tell you what it's about and and i you know my friend who messaged me on the website he let me know you know hey that last episode i enjoyed it it's getting better each episode is improving I'm like oh thanks man he's like but you also spoiled star wars i'm like oh i i did that so officially if i'm talking about a tv show on here i'm talking about a movie and you haven't seen it and you're not up to speed I'm just going to spoil it. I'm sorry. I, it, spoiler alert. I, I can't not talk about it. I, I, I have to get it off my chest. and it, you know, Sometimes it, it doesn't concern me with the twists or, or what's happening, and I might not go that far into it. Um, but if, if you haven't watched Making a Murderer yet, or you're only two or three episodes, then pause this. And, and I'll just say, off the bat, I, I highly suggest it. Because sometimes I'll, I'll mention a show on this or a movie on this, and I'm actually not suggesting it. Like, I think like Spotlight might have spoiled it again. But I'll just say right now, I loved it. So with that said, if you haven't watched it, pause it. Go watch it on your own. Watch it on your own time and and, and then come back and listen to what I have to say and I'd love to hear what you think too. So spoiler alert done, out in the open, we're good. So the show itself, it follows Stephen Avery, and obviously, I'm sure almost like 99% of anybody listening, if anybody is listening, has already watched the show, but just a brief synopsis, follow Steve Avery, guy who's convicted of like a sexual assault crime on the, the beaches in Wisconsin or some shit, in a weird Midwest town, his family like owns, a, owns an uh, auto a stock, like a, a auto car salvage yard, whatever, it's like really weird and kind of fucking like hillbilly and depressing, but well, you know, it's cool. It is it is what it is. You know, it's it, it people live that way. That's I this is not my style. Like I could not live like that. That's fine. They're simple folk. Uh simple Midwest folk in, in the way they live. Totally fine. And so he was a guy kind of up, up to trouble, you know, up to no up to no good, but look, you know, they, they portray him in the documentary like he's still a wholesome man with family values. It's like, "Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, but he kind of did some shit too, some stupid shit. The guy's kind of an idiot. Like, I mean, he he got himself into trouble you know he, he put himself in these situations too and you can't forget about that so anyways he gets convicted of a sexual assault crime and they kind of show how the police really forced it to happen these manitowoc county or something like that they, they really forced um they forced the conviction to happen and he served 18 years in jail it was like an awful sexual assault crime like on a beach this guy this lady was just running and this guy you know fucking creeper mcgee you know grabs her pulls her into the woods and like fucking rapes her and beats her up it's just it really is awful and and horrible you know gruesome and 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 it's it's tough to watch i mean they don't show it but it's just tough tough to watch people talking about it and hear what they say um and so he gets convicted serves 18 years in jail and then finally dna proves that he's innocent that's the first episode and you're like wow so now and it and it shows how he sues the county for like 34 million dollars and you're like oh my god you're watching this and you're thinking Wow! This next, you know, these next nine episodes are going to show I was going to win that thirty-four million dollars. I can't believe I never heard about this. Like literally, I, I didn't know anything about it. Which I love trying to do with movies and TV. Now, I love knowing nothing about stuff I'm watching because it's the best way to go. And no trailers, nothing. You don't want to spoil anything. You want to have everything happen authentically and and, and just naturally. You want to experience everything for the first time when you're watching it. I I, I believe. Obviously, that's tough nowadays. But, anyways. The first episode ends, then you realize, oh, looks like he may get convicted for another crime, but, you know, we'll just, we'll, let's put that on the side. Let's see if that's actually going to happen, because that's a little fucking crazy. And then, the second, third episode starts, and you realize, you know, they again, this is the director's choice to to frame the story this way, and this is how it is framed. I mean, I, and I hear people's complaints about it, and I'll get to that in a little bit, but basically... He gets, you know, there's like a lady murdered on his property or, you know, murdered after last being seen on his property. And she's like, you know, took pictures for auto trader. So that's why she would be there at the salvage. Yard. And I'm getting goosebumps. Literally, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because it's so fucking spooky. Either end of the story you're on, either way, either no matter what way you think, whether he's guilty or innocent, it gives me goosebumps because it's like, oh, this shit is fucked up and this stuff happens in our world. So, and it really makes you think. I think that's the point of the documentary. I think a lot of people missed it. And so essentially, uh, and I don't even... I think I still have two episodes left, but I just read up on it on Wikipedia. And I I, I mean, I'll finish the last two episodes eventually. I, uh, but basically, it, it follows that. And then he eventually gets put in jail. And, you, you know, of course, the typical, well, is he getting framed by the police? And they have all this evidence for that. And then they, you know, but then the police get all this other evidence that he, you know, may not be innocent. And, and you know, he killed her, of course, and he's a fucking sick motherfucker. And then they kind of oddly convince a a slow family member of his that lives on that property and a lot of family on that property um can you know kind of almost convince him to make a confession that like they raped and killed her but it's like the kid is like special ed and you see his uh confessions really just mixing and and um overlapping and not making sense and and just doesn't just going backwards on one another and and so you know that that's like the first two or three you know uh, two or three episodes, and then it finally goes to the trial, and then it ends on spoiler alert uh, episode seven, I think, and he's guilty, he's convicted, um, and he's still in jail. And and I, I know episode eight follows the the family member that was kind of coerced into con- confessing that that his. Uh, Uncle Stephen Avery killed, and and I think he's still in jail, too. And then episode 10 is, like, the family effects. And I just haven't watched him yet. I just hadn't gotten around to it. It's a heavy show, and and I crushed through the trial episodes. It was amazing. And so, you know, I want to say a few things about it. And that that catches us up to speed, and I'm sorry for spoiling it, but you can read about it on Wikipedia. You don't even have to watch the documentary if you don't want I mean, you can read it on Wikipedia and probably get a little more unbiased opinion. But I I think the way they frame it and Netflix, it's just too much fun. Like, you just... I mean, that's a horrible word to use because it's someone's life, you know, or going on the line, life or death. And it really is just an insanely entertaining murder mystery. And it's true. And that's, that's what makes it all so much better. It's like watching, uh, you know, when you watch 2020 and they talk about something like, holy shit, did they get this guy? Like, I didn't even hear about the story. Like what? I hope this motherfucker's not on the streets. You know, it's like, oh my God. And and it's one of those shows. And, but all the while you're wondering, well, I hope these police aren't still on the streets because they're, they framed him, you know? And so people's complaint about this show because everybody has to fucking complain about everything okay and yeah i complained about star wars but come on it wasn't that good it wasn't that good it have been so much murder. all right i'm not going to get into that but people's complaint about making a murder was that it was biased and the directors had their you know they forced their point of view on it and, and okay the whole time the show is trying to humanize steven avery and make him look innocent and there's a lot of evidence pointing to that or maybe not that he's innocent but that the police helped, kind of prove his guiltiness with planted planted evidence and and you know just shady you know governmental police bullshit like you know they they control the system that they work in they they truly do and people do overlook that and I think that was people's main complaint is that well it's so it's it's so biased towards Stephen Avery like oh he's guilty he's a killer and it's like look when I watched it obviously by the end of it i i was like oh wow that motherfucker's innocent i read up a little bit on it and they you know they skipped over some details one that maybe would have made him look a little more guilty i think like one that they didn't include and you know i if there's some that i'm missing I'd, i'd love you to let me know through the website or something but there was one where he i think like he tried to call her the day that she was killed on like an unknown number like a star 69 thing which is shady like why would he be doing that and like and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, it's a spooky ass show, it's a really spooky ass show, and it's really good, it's really entertaining, and it's really just well done, and well edited, and they end the episodes on that cliffhanger, just like everybody does in streaming now, just to be like, we know you know that you can watch more, right, it's like, no, it's 12 30, and I work at 7 a.m., no, 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 you have time for one more, you need to know if he's the killer or not, it's like, no, you're gonna make me wait another fucking four episodes to find out, but it, it really is good, and I just want to say that it's not about, here's here's basically my synopsis, just enjoy it, go watch it, it's entertaining, and I'd love to hear your opinion, maybe you think he's guilty, maybe you think he's innocent, but it really doesn't come down to that, that's not the important part of whether, well, did he do it, I don't think he did it, you know, he's so innocent, those cops are assholes, and I don't know why, like, I talk like a fucking, valley. those cops are assholes, I don't know, why I'm talking like a valley girl, but it's, uh, you know, it's either that opinion, or, oh, he's so guilty, he's Sick, twisted motherfucker. Oh, that's that's the pissed off making a murderer. watch uh, M- making a murder viewer there. Oh fucking God damn it. He's so guilty. And it's really not about that. What it's really about is it's about our court system, our legal system, and how backwards it is and how the more money you can throw at it, the more you can sh- push things your way, shape things your way, and how really unfair it is. You know, the, you talk about the first episode, the guy getting wrongfully convicted. They don't really talk about it that much. I mean, they talk about it, obviously, the next episode, and they always kind of come back to it like, well, I already served 18 years, and I did this. It, it, it's one of those things. He served 18 years wrongfully convicted, and whether he's serving them now, it's kind of beside the point because he's not going to get out. So it doesn't really matter anymore. What matters is what can we do to change the system now, and I don't think there's anything. I don't I don't think it ever will change for a while. I really don't. But I, I mean, I texted my brother. He, you know, he's in law or he just got out of law school. He's, you know, passed the bar and everything. So, of course, this is his kind of show. And he, you know, he told me, he's like, I watched all the episodes in two days. I'm like, yep, classic Netflix Netflix fashion. And of course, you know, being into law, I get that. And he kind of said, you know, that's what he said to me. I was like, oh, do you think he's innocent? Do you think he's guilty? And, and I texted him like asking for that answer. And everybody's searching for that answer. And there's no answer. It's ambiguous. We don't know. And that's what the show is about. It's about the fact that this jury of 12 people, they don't know. And that's why when I text to my brother, I'm like, is he innocent? Is he guilty? He says, well, I don't know. I mean, certainly looks like he is, but it's not, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's, you can't say that. Like, it's just an opinion. He's guilty or innocent. We don't know. No one knows. There's a lot of evidence that points to. Uh, police, you know, getting involved way too involved and maybe planting evidence, doing shady shit, planting blood, of course, stuff like that. I mean, it is so intense and so crazy. You're watching this you're like, I can't believe this fucking happened on a real trial and, and this stuff happens in real life. Like what? But you know, in those weird small counties and like small towns and states like that, sheriffs and police, they have a lot more control than they might hear. They they really do. They're they're they really are accepted in their communities. They can get away with a lot. And so I, I really think the show itself is more so about the legal system, the courts, and, and how fucked up it is. That's why I love The Wire, too. I, I haven't done an episode on The Wire, and I don't I really – that'll be a huge episode because I will just gug on The Wire for about two hours straight. But that's why I love The Wire, too, because it, it talks about that as well and how you know, fucked up the political system is and how much of a part that plays in courts and legal system and, and money and bribery and all this stuff. And it's just like you watch this show and you realize – Man, this is kind of backwards. And you and you see this man on trial. I I could never do jury duty. I could never. I I mean, obviously, if I get called to it, I have to do what I have to do. I mean, I'll try and get out of it because I literally I don't I could not handle it. I could not handle. It. And it's not these people get on this jury and they get on this jury, especially in this case. You know, no thinking he's already guilty. They've held a press conference. You know, saying he killed. Her. It was so unprofessional. And they held a press conference saying she killed her and this and that and the other. I mean, it was backwards the way they did i can't believe they got away with that kind of shit It's horrible just in general any case it's horrible and it's not until proven guilty and that's that's the point of the show but you know these people in the jury automatically think he's guilty and you realize what is it like episode seven i think where they say well you know seven out of the 12 thought he was not guilty and you're like oh shit oh shit, and there's reasonable doubt in my in my opinion. I, I To me, it's not about, I, if I was on that jury, I'd be like, ah, eh, there's too much evidence pointing towards not guilty, and obviously they kind of frame it that way, but you know, that, that would be my opinion if I had just watched the Netflix series and that was placed on the jury. <laughs> if I was actually in the trial for three months, that would be a different story, or however long it was, I don't know. But it, it, it goes to show, you know, you have this jury, these 12 people that are supposed to be, you know, not know anything, and, and come into the trial, and, and be completely fresh not hear any news anything and it's just not realistic that's not how it works and so they wrongfully convict a man you know the first time and second time i don't know maybe they did maybe they didn't and it's not about that it's just it's imperfect and it's sad and you, you, there's nothing that's going to be perfect because it's it, there's so much gray area in that kind of in that kind of uh, part of our society and it's kind of depressing but it's also you know you need a court system you need something and it's imperfect. It's not. I mean, it, it is. It is what it is. It obviously does some good things too. But it goes to show there's there's problems with it. So I, that's kind of my that's my opinion. And if you hear people complaining and saying, well, it it just focuses on him being innocent. I'll say this: it's they didn't skip over huge details saying, oh, he's guilty, like. Oh, wow, if they would have said that. I would have known he's guilty for sure. No, they didn't skip over anything like that. And yes, they're going to frame it and try and make him look innocent. It's a television show. It's trying to prove a point. It'd be stupid if it was going back on both points. Every movie you watch that you love or every TV show that you watch that you love or any album you listen to that you love, the whole time the artist making it is they have an angle. They have a point that they're trying to make. They're trying to make a fucking point. And that show is trying to make a point. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could interpret it as trying to prove he's innocent, but I don't really take it as that. I just, I I take it as an imperfect political and um, governmental system, court system. And it's, it's very interesting. So I hope you enjoy. I'd I'd love to hear what you think and and hear your opinions on it. And if there's something I missed or some, you know, guilty evidence, maybe something I'd I'd love to hear your opinion. But either way, watch it. It's, it's an entertaining, entertaining show, very entertaining, very engrossing and addictive. So Netflix is, you know, done it again. They're, they're just on top of their game. And so, on that note, I looked at the clock, and I'm like, holy shit, I've been talking for 45 minutes, and this is just going to have to be a longer episode. I mean, we, it was a big couple weeks, okay? I watched Making a Murderer, I bought Coachella tickets, LCD sound system reunited, and then I saw The Revenant. Oh! I finally saw The Revenant. Oh, finally, I was, oh my god, I, I I was just like, I need to see it. I need to fucking see it. I saw it last night, and I missed it last weekend. Let me tell you how I missed it, okay? I missed it on Friday after work. I'm like, eh, whatever. I just want to fucking hang out and start drinking, and I'm just, I don't want to go to a movie. And, you know, I get that on Friday after a long week of work. Sometimes you just want to chill at home. I try to go on Sunday. I have a gift card to the movie theaters that I like going to, Harkins Theaters, and the fucking gift card. You can't buy things online, but this theater, it's a nice theater. You have to reserve seats. So I'm like, ah, oh, we'll just get there at, you know, 7. The showing's at 7.30. Who's going to go to a movie on Sunday night? Oh, come on. I literally could not have been more wrong. I get there and there's like only seats in the front row and and it it was the toughest decision I think I've had to make in my entire life. No, no, it it was one of those decisions where you're sitting there and you're like, I could suck it up and do this, but we all know this is just gonna ruin the experience. I did that for Avatar once and it was the worst fucking entertainment experience I've ever, my neck was sore for a week. So I, I just, you know, I was there with my girlfriend and I'm like, no, no, let's walk, we just walked away. I was like, nope, we're not doing this, I'm not doing this and it was the right decision to make. And so tried to see it during the week. Finally saw it during Friday uh, or Friday night. And I was at work during the day. And again, it was the same problem. I can't use the gift card online. It's completely backwards. And I call them. I'm like, I need to use this gift card. Will you buy the tickets for me? And the lady's like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll make an exception. I can use the gift card. I'm like, fuck yeah. Awesome. These tickets, by the way, are $14 each. This theater is nice, but very expensive, too expensive in my opinion. And so she runs down to the desk, whatever, and she's all pissed. This is like classic customer service. You know, I get it. It's like, I know I'm kind of that annoying guy, but if I push enough, you have to give in to me. And so she comes back. All right, I got the tickets and, and we're getting the tickets. We pick out seats. Finally, I was like kind of being annoying. I'm like, well, do you think this seat's better or do you think that? And it was just like, you could tell she just wasn't having any of it, but whatever. I got the seats I wanted. They were decent seats. Not not great, but not bad. They were, they were fine. Good enough. I was like, fuck it. And so she runs the gift card and, oh, you're a dollar short. I'm like, fuck, I don't like, what am I supposed to, why are you money? And I'm like, okay, um, can I give you my card number? And she's like, we really don't do that. I mean, obviously I'm a doctor and I convinced her to do it. It was like a complete, ex- she's like, oh, I'll make another exception, but this will never happen again. I'm like, thank you. I literally read to her my card number, my security code, my... my <laughs> My expiration date I literally gave her All the information She needed To steal my identity But fuck it She works at Harkins Theater I, Theaters I, I I, trust that She won't take advantage Of that information And I just had to see The Revenant I'm like this is not I'm seeing it tonight I need to talk about it On the podcast tomorrow It's been two weeks And I'm not gonna Go in not seeing Revenant I saw Star Wars I saw The Revenant And now I'm gonna see Hateful Eight Hopefully that's what I'll talk about next episode For the movie portion But The Revenant I loved it God, I was jacked up on coffee when I saw it too. I I got off work and I'm like, oh man, I'm fucking tired. I got like six hours of sleep last night. Like I'm definitely going to need some energy to to make it through this whole thing. And I just got fucking jacked up on coffee. I had like two full coffees. And you're probably hearing this thing, oh, that's a good call. Good, Good move there. Two and a half hour movie, get some energy. That's a smart movie guard. No, I'm an idiot because two cups of coffee goes through you in about an hour, hour and a half, I came, I, I was like an hour into the movie, if that, like probably, I think I checked the watch, and it was like, my watch, and it was like 8.40, the movie started at 7.30, so there's a lot of trailers, so I might have been like 50 minutes into the movie, 50 to an hour, and I already had to piss, I'm like, god damn it, and so I had to like run to the restaurant miss like a second of the movie, I hate doing that in the theaters, but kind of takes away from the experience a little bit, it kind of gets you out of the zone, because it's such an intense movie, you hate to just take a break from it, but I just want to say it was one of the best movies I've seen in a while, and I've, oh man, I haven't seen a great movie in theaters in a long time, and it was just so refreshing, and it all obviously went Best Directing. Um, I, I hope it wins Best Picture. I think it should win Best Picture from what I've seen, and I've heard like Spotlight might, I you already know my opinion on that. I don't think Spotlight should, but I think it deserves Best Picture. I think it deserves Best Actor, and And yes, was it a? Okay, again, addressing people's complaints. I guess that's my whole show is just addressing people's complaints and and defending certain things that I like. But you know, I get I I like saw some people on Snap stories saying this, or people you know blogging about it, whatever. I don't fucking know. Saying, well, you know, it's just Leo like trying to get his Oscar. It's like, well, what's wrong with that? Like we, he wants a goddamn Oscar. The guy should be like take on the role to work with uh, Alejandro Inarritu. I think that's his name. I mean yes like what do you think he's gonna say now like mm, people don't think I'm trying too hard let's do inception too it's like no like come on you're doing the right thing you're definitely doing the right thing by by taking on that kind of role and and yes it, it was it like over the top and like gruesome and like holy shit this is like too much to handle yes but it, it was awesome at the same time and I, I loved it and I, I you know a movie like that has really got to bring you into its world it's in like late 1800s. Settlers time and and I didn't even realize how many like Native Americans were gonna pay a big role and that And they weren't like the bad guys. They they were just there I mean, it was all no one was a good guy or bad guy Everybody was just on the land and it It really what I loved about it is in the first five minutes You see him kind of like hunting and there's some flashbacks like oh, it's like, gonna be family and there's I, I get what's going on here a little bit and Then like five minutes in It just rocks your world you know, it has him hunting, all that stuff with the sun. and then just inciting incident, like, first five minutes, like, it, it was, like, perfect, it was, oh, it was just so perfect, and, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but, a eh, fucking spoiler alert, and it was, uh, it, it has, you know, the Native Americans attacking the um, settlers, and I'm not going to spoil anything for this movie, I really do want you to see it, that's the first five minutes, you'll see it, and it just starts with this battle scene that is... In my opinion, one of the best film battle scenes in a very, very long time. So authentic, so real, so gruesome, and so just didn't hold back. That was that was what I loved about it. It just did not hold back, and I was just creeping my seat like holy fucking shit. I just got into a time machine and went back to the late 1800s and just felt how terrifying it would be to live in this time and be like a frontiersman and claiming land from. Native Americans, and then they're like, "What the fuck?" and (laughs) and then they're attacking you. But then there's you know people like French people, and and there's you know tons of settlers, and you know all these people. It's just, it's really terrifying, and it and it takes you into that world. In that first five minutes, it has this whole long take. It was kind of like Birdman status, of course. You know that's just how he that's how he makes movies. That director, he's so talented, and it's just a sweeping camera that moves from you know, Leo's character then to like a native American guy killing people and then him getting killed or something. And then, and then it shifts and it follows Tom Hardy's character, which ends up being, who ends up being the antagonist. You can kind of feel that uh, steamrolling near the beginning. So I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything too crazy. And then it comes back to Leo and there or whatever. And then it follows them trying to escape the battle and retreating and getting onto a boat. And it's all one take. And and the whole thing is unflinching and it is just top notch. It, It literally takes you into that world. You just sucked into it. And immediately after that, I'm like, okay, we're, we're watching a film. I'm. This is cinema. This is why I love the movies because I just got taken back into this time. I'm along for the ride, and, and, and who knows what's happening next because it's tough to take someone back to the 1800s like that and it not be corny and it not be like, come on down to the saloon and buy me a drink. You know, it's like we've seen this kind of stuff, and it wasn't like a Western, obviously. It's like a little bit later in the 1800s, I think, for that, but um, it's it, it still still had that kind of time at that, that that era a little bit to it and it, it just brought me into that place and it was so beautifully shot of course as you would expect you know if you've seen birdman you're like okay that makes sense but it was so gorgeous well done perfectly acted perfectly directed intense the the, the screenplay itself you know you might watch it and a lot of people would watch it and say oh this is slow It's so perfectly followed a screenplay structured, in my opinion, but wasn't obvious about it. I thought it was perfect. I mean, you have these scenes where it's like long drawn out nature shots and him struggling or other people on there. And that's how it is. It's, It's the ebb and the flow. It's the up and the down, up and the down, up and then it gets up a little bit and then down and then up a little bit and down and each time it just kind of builds and builds and then there's a fight scene, oh shit, and then there's a, oh god I'm drowning or whatever, you know, it's like this is, oh okay then this is happening and then oh shit, here's these guys, oh now I gotta get around and it's just one obstacle after the next and it just builds and builds and builds and then finally it ends, it's like okay, you know, it. Spoiler alert. It has an ambiguous ending. It's like I think we all expected that from this kind of filmmaker We all saw Birdman. We know they're not going to be like and he went home happy to his family the end like obviously, but it's it's incredible and it's uh, It's raw. It is very raw and intense and I think in my opinion you have to see it in the theaters I left the theater with, with my girlfriend. I said i'm just so glad we saw that in, in, in that kind of setting because forces you it's like listening it's like what i was talking about last episode when you're listening to a record of vinyl you know it forces you to sit down and really just take it all in and soak it in back like, all right this is what you know this is i, I gotta listen to this and beginning to end, and and i gotta focus up and and i can't skip around i can't be like i don't like this song it's like no i'm gonna try and understand what the artist is trying to do here and that's what that movie was it it just didn't stop it was so goddamn raw and it beginning to end it just takes you along the ride and and leo he deserves this goddamn oscar and and i think he's probably had better acting roles like i think like nicole's like yeah she'll probably my girlfriend um she says you know i i think he'll i think he'll get it but i i just feel like he's done so many better roles and i get it like acting wise like he was really intense in this and like really gripping and very like he he absorbed himself in this role in this man in this like time and i get that but i could totally understand why it's like why didn't he just fucking win for wolf of wall street or something like that or departed you know whatever it's like he's had roles where he plays a lot more of just like a normal person not normal person but like a more maybe relatable I, i don't know you know just something a little more contemporary i guess but Either way, I'm I'm I have no complaints. I, I'm excited to see uh, him win that Oscar. I think it's him calling it right now and I've been feeling it even before I saw it, I was like, Yeah, he's got it. Like I, I saw the the, the all Caucasian fucking white people nominated. It's unbelievable. It's like God, I, I'm sure Samuel L is eligible, is is nom- nominee worthy in Hateful late, which will we'll see about that but you know who knows and and even I heard straight out of Compton is good I, I didn't see that but you know it's like god damn it okay all white people nominated good lord this is so stupid It's so obvious but what are you going to do I haven't seen a lot of those movies as well so I can't really I can't really comment on that accurately um I but I do get why people are complaining about that but no, nonetheless I I think it's going to be Leo's year for the Oscar I think uh I think Revenant's going to take it away a little bit and of course it'll be you know I'm sure like Mad Max will get some visual stuff and then, you know, Hatefully will get some sound stuff. But um, Mad Max will get like visual effects. But then I think like, you know, cinematography stuff like that, it, it has to go to the revenue. I mean, it is so, such a gorgeously shot film and you just need to watch it in theaters. And I, I hope you, I hope you enjoy it. And I'd love to hear what you think. And I'm, ho- I'm sure you already did enjoy it. I was a week behind. It came out last week and I had to wait another week to see it. It was so frustrating, but it was well worth the wait. It really was. It was, it was a great film. So, yeah, it's just check it out. I don't really want to really talk about it anymore and spoil anything. Um, you know, I get people's complaints. It is slow. It is. I, yeah. If you can't handle a slow movie, don't fucking watch it. It's slow at times. But I can appreciate a film and each shot that was just gorgeous. I, I just said to my and it was quiet and five minutes of downtime. I'm like, first of all, I need this from the last scene. That was way too much. That was way too intense. It was so disgusting, whatever it was, you know, so crazy. And then you have that downtime. It's like, I just, the whole time I was wondering, I'm like, how did they get that shot? Like, that is just gorgeous. The lighting everything like good lord i mean you'll you'll see so i hope you'd enjoy it and uh, i'm excited to hear what you think about it and i also hope uh hope you enjoy making murder i thought you liked it and and get get excited about lcd sound system get excited about that reunion and and listen to them i, I was listening to them in the car the other day i haven't listened to them in a long time kind of like we're done as a band it makes you think like, eh, well you know maybe i don't need to listen to them for a little while you know maybe i just i'll put that record on the shelf i'll put that album on the And then I pulled them up on Spotify. I'm like, good Lord. I love so many of their songs. So I hope you check them out. Um, we're 58 minutes in, I've been talking for almost an hour and it's probably time to end the podcast. I hope you enjoyed and, and to uh, a special thanks to my, my buddy Austin for listening to the podcast, giving me feedback. I love that. I appreciate it. Contacting me through the website. Again, if any of you, any listeners have feedback or just want to let me know or try and get on the show or anything like that, please don't hesitate to reach out. It's a lot of fun. I have a good time doing it and I'd love to have some more people involved. Just need to get another microphone. So this, I got to pick a final song to play on the way out. I'm just going to go with, oh, this is tough. There's just so many good LCD songs, and, and any LCD fan knows. You can't really have a favorite. I I mean, I guess my favorite's 4533, but I, I don't really know. Let's leave you off with, uh, with Home by LCD. Thank you all for listening. That's content for the cultured. Uh, this has been the content for the culture podcast content for the culture.com check it out on spotify and keep your uh, eyes and ears open for the uh, top, ten, uh, top 10 albums of 2015 all right thanks for listening here's lcd sound system home